Bonjour, c'est Benoit Cornet from the French Cottage Bakery. Hi, this is Chef Sonia at Rooster Boy Cafe. Hey guys, it's Brian Howard. I'm the chef owner of Sparrow and Wolf. You're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Hola, Louis. Hola, Lorraine. Um, Louis, today we are talking about food influencers. Oh, my God. We have one of the biggest food influencers in Las Vegas with like 90,000 followers or something like that on Instagram. So he's pretty badass, Las Vegas Phil. Uh, So we are going to talk about four pandemic provisions. We'll be talking about spots where we like to take pictures of our food and the surroundings around us. Yeah. And since you are the chef photographer at Chef Photographer yes. on Instagram, I'm going to defer to you to go first. Okay. Hands down. Gabby Coffee on Spring Mountain. That was such a pleasant surprise. I had no idea what it was at first, but a friend of mine, uh, actually a co- uh, fellow photographer, Lenani Shack. She invited me over to have some coffee there. And as soon as I walked in, I looked at the place and it was so freaking amazing. Yes. There's not, there's not a corner in that place that's not like picture worthy. Yeah, we actually meet there sometimes to discuss our podcast because yeah. it's just an inspiring setting. I mean, they also have some great pastries there, uh-huh. um, some delicious coffee. And it's kind of cool how like when you get to the door and you're like, wait, what is this? It's just a big wooden door. What's behind it? There's like no sign. Just kind of adds the cool factor in that. Exactly. Um, For me, I'm going to go with Green Street Kitchen. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether it's going to open up or not because the Palms is kind of like a big question mark right now. Yeah. Um, But I took Mitch there uh, for his birthday last year and because we wanted to see the Banksy. And there's a multi-million dollar Banksy in there, which makes it pretty badass. Awesome street artist who's doing some amazing work during the pandemic as well. Has Mm -hmm. always been doing amazing work. Um, And then you walk in and it's an arcade with a girl that has coins and it has Ms. Pac-Man and Centipede. And then you walk a little bit um, farther and it's like a big graffiti room where it seems like you're on the street. And then you see the Banksy and more street art. So it's just one of those places where the food is also good as well. But the pictures that you can get in there are just, um, you know, ones you can't get anywhere else. And we're pretty lucky to live in Las Vegas and have so many choices of places to go to. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing. There's so many Instagrammable food spots here in Las Vegas. And we want to talk to Phil about that. Yes, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about a lot of things that have to do with food influencers because they are definitely influencing the way that we look at food. Um, and in many cases, how you and I have to plate food, <laughs> take pictures oui. of food, light oui. food. <laughs> Everybody in our community, um, you know, has some sort of stake in Instagram and all the other social media accounts where we have to make our food look pretty. So let's start with Louis, we are so excited to have a major food influencer with us today. Felix Zang at Las Vegas Phil on Instagram. Thank you for joining us, Phil. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. 
We're super stoked to have you. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. So a food influencer. What does yes. that mean to you? Do you like that title? Do you hate that title? What does it mean to be a food influencer for you? I prefer not to use that title, um, although it has become the norm. So I don't really reference myself as an influencer. But I guess the idea is that, um, you know, your posts, uh, what you, your opinion has an impact uh, on the business that you're posting. That generally, to me, is looked upon as, a, as an influencer. And how did you do this? How did you start this? How did this become what it is? Now, is right. it one of those like careers? Like I want to be a food influencer. It was yeah. never, ever the plan <laughs> at all. Right. So how do you fall into it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was a while. It's been a wild journey. Um, I my wife and I moved here in 06 um, initially because I was really into poker. <laughs> and then um, after about three months of partying, I figured I needed to get a job. I went through all this stuff. And so my first job, I was a swing shift. And so I was basically looking for a place to go to eat after 11 p.m. And Yelp in around 2008, 2009 was really the only place uh, where I could find stuff. Um, and then from there, I was writing reviews. And then that kind of snowballed into gaining a, a, an actual falling on Yelp. Um, and that's how I initially uh, got my first kind of um, noti notice uh, yeah. from the Vegas public uh, was from my Yelp reviews. And so for a while, I was Yelp famous. And then I saw eventually in 2017, 2018, all these other foodies just doing it differently through Instagram. And um, a couple of uh, Instagrammers at the time, um, Heo Tumiachi, who's Mimi Garcia, actually encouraged me to join Instagram and that's how I kind of got sucked into the whole thing. Right. Did you have to like um, uh, get a background of like photography and food photography or did you just like jump into it you know from like an inner nature is it like a real talent that you just kind of like honed over time? I just well thank you for considering it a talent <laughs> but I uh, <laughs> no I just uh, I haven't I've never taken a photography class I still use my phone for all the videos and all the pictures so I'm still trying to find my way through it and I still learn from foodies I hang out with because they all work differently too. Um, yeah. And I love meeting new foodies and all that stuff. And so I, I kind of grab a little bit from what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Because from a photographer's standpoint, like it's really important to like hone that skill. It's not actually like the camera that you possess because I love my iPhone too. I, I absolutely love my iPhone too, but right. it's, it's, it's learning to work with it. I always want to get better at, uh, short videos and things like that. And, and since the lockdown had started, I actually had time to like practice and see what works, see what didn't. And that really has um, taken things to a different level uh, for the account for me. So yeah, yeah that's been, good, been cool too. Amazing. Good right, job. Phil, we've got to ask you a pretty sure. difficult question for you. Okay. Since all you do is take pictures all day of food. Uh, <laughs> what would you say? And we're only going to give you three. You can't cheat. Your okay. three. Top three most Instagrammable spots for taking pictures of food. 
<laughs> it's like asking him to pick his favorite children, Child, children. his favorite pets. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And, 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 and people out there, don't be pissed off if he doesn't pick you. It's okay. Like, because we have a okay. ton of shows okay. and like restaurants. Sure. Listen. <laughs> but like, just, you know, what's, you go there and you know for a fact that you're going to get great pictures every single time. Yeah. Shout him out. Okay. So Joe's, uh, I love seafood. So Joe's, the Alaskan king crab, stone crab, all the steaks, uh, that's, that's a layup. Every single time. Yeah. Um, Bulldogies, because their hot dogs are out of this world, um, piled high with spicy pork bulgogi and kimchi and whatever else. So that's always a done deal. Um, and then, ooh, number three. Ooh, last one. Short thing. He's <laughs> um, really agonizing. Look what you can tell. I, well, I was recently about to break a sweat. Two, uh, and then that was freaking amazing um and they they did a great job with the picking duck and anytime i can i can shoot that it's always a fun thing and so i i, I guess i'll go with that as number three but that's tough that's 32 yeah like my, I, 32. Like, I could probably do seven more yeah <laughs> of course right? especially in this yeah. town yeah. um this is an important question what's your sure. best angle for food porn pictures do you go below? Do you go above? Because I noticed that like kind of people do like, oh, I'm going to go above and stand on top of a chair or I'm going to go down low and make it look really big. Like, what's the sexy shot? Where is that? Oh, so it's different every time. It's based on the subject. It's based True. on the bowl and the food. But generally, I think lower is better. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times now, um, when you hold the, the phone to where the lens is on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, shooting this way with the lens down here instead. Um, that helps a lot, um, especially with weird table angles um, with right. the phone. So, um, so I've been doing that a lot. I learned that from a couple other foodies. And, but uh, That's a good tip. The money angle. I, <laughs> the <yeah>. money shot. <laughs> I know. So for like Joe's, it would definitely be up top. Um, for something like noodles, I prefer to be down low. Um, yeah, it really depends on the subject. Do you ever get no annoyed by those like, and I don't honestly get annoyed by them, but it's funny. It's like, it's like chefs using truffles. It's kind of like a, oh, you just use truffles. Like um, with food photography, I almost wonder is like the cheese pull or the noodle pull or like something that's just super like obvi, or do you just kind of get a kick out of just it being kitschy and cheesy? Literally. I totally get a kick out of it. When I'm okay. at like a, like a Shang or something like that, and there's another table just doing taking photos and having fun. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Just go for it. Be dorky about it, right? Totally. totally. How, many how many cheese pools have you ever seen in your whole entire life? <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, more than so the average. So let's say we'd average maybe two a week for the last three years. Yeah, so. that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got to ask you about this because this is something that completely annoys my husband. Mm -hmm. um, does it annoy your wife? when she wants to eat <laughs> she's freaking hungry <laughs> she wants food and you're like no 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 don't touch it i need to take a picture first um at some point is she just like phil stop taking pictures and just eat your damn food so one thing i've been super lucky about is ayumi is really into this as well okay. as well <laughs> and, and and actually a lot of my best shots a lot of my best videos i mean she is like my director, the style director on, on how things are laid out, um, best place to shoot, how she opens up and cuts steaks and things like that. 
So I'm in a very unique and lucky position where that isn't my deal. Um, although we've been, of course, when we eat with uh, when I eat with other foodies uh, with their plus ones, um, you can definitely tell that they're sometimes annoyed. But you know, I mean, they're eating for free, so what am I supposed to say? <laughs> Um, I know as chefs, uh, we go to restaurants a lot because we like to support our friends and also chefs like to take care of other chefs. So usually when we go, they'll just totally overdo stuff around us just to the point, like, it's almost like a joke. Like how many things can we send to you to just make you freaking miserable? Um, <laughs> I know that like, it would kind of be the case for like a food influencer or a food photographer as well, because it's like, Ooh, let me put more stuff in front of you to take pictures of because it's, you know, publicity for them. Yeah. So do you ever get literally sick and tired of going out to eat? Because I mean, no. I can't imagine, uh, you're saying no already, but do you ever get sick, like physically? Cause I mean, are you like, I need Tums and like, you know, something to just get over this like stomach? <laughs> oh, I think an appropriate question is like, do you eat everything that you shoot? <laughs> yes. yes. And is it possible? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes, Louie. <laughs> so specifically for my account, if I didn't eat it, I'm pretty much not going to post it. If I hated it, I'm not going to post it. it. And right. if it really sucked, I will tell the owner why I'm not going to post anything because it sucked. So, wow. Thank um, you for the honesty. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sincerity <laughs> is uh, something I, I kind of take seriously with this. And because so many times, so often, like you see what foodies post and then you have to DM them and ask them, okay, so how really was this food? Because yeah. it looks yeah. cool, but who fucking knows? So, right, right. Um, so I think I'm in a, I'm in a different place, but as far as uh, bringing tons of items, yeah, they definitely do that um, because that could be one extra post that I could do later on or, or a really captivating story. Uh, I know for sure dinner is generally going to be a car crash so <laughs> breakfast and lunch are pretty light, uh, as light as possible. Maybe something if I try to, I try to do one plant-based meal a day um, to kind of balance it out. And, and uh, hot yoga helps too. So <laughs> that was my next question. Like you actually have to like condition your body for yes. uh, your line of work, basically. <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm, I'm trying to prepare a little bit, um, but it's not like... You know, I'm talking to Kobayashi or something where the, yeah. you know, going to town like that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, breakfast is always interesting because there's a ton of leftovers <laughs> of the uh, last three nights. Um, but yeah, we try to keep it, try to balance it out for sure. All right, Phil, you lived in Japan before you moved here to Las Vegas for a couple of years. Yeah. I have a few questions about Japan because I'm kind of obsessed with it. So what's the too. most bizarre food find in Japan because I've seen some crazy ass videos of Japan. Like once I saw um, a curry place where they had bowls shaped like toilets. And so when you open like the yep. toilet, no. there was it's like curry inside and I just wanted to like bleh, gag. How, but, how could you eat that? Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like what are some of the things that you saw in Japan where you were like, no way. Okay. The wildest thing, um, two, so, uh, horse, sashimi, horse sashimi, Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 take it yeah. back, take it oh, back. No. <laughs> I know, I know. They yeah. serve that at Izakayas um, in the oh. town I used to live in. Okay. I just got chills. <laughs> I know. I, and was, it a, was it a rural town? Was, it, was rural. Uh, it, was a, it was a city called Toyohashi. It's about 500,000 people. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but I rode my bike everywhere. <laughs> right. Um, you yeah. didn't see horses around. 
<laughs> I didn't see horses around. I don't know where they came from. We, did we it, know where they are. Did it yeah. taste like chicken? Uh, it tasted like, oof, like, uh, Black Beauty. <laughs> no, more beefy. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I guess. like Bambi almost. Oh, Mine was like that marshmallow appeal. Oh, oh. Okay, what was the other thing, and, Phil? And number one was definitely, and I know Raku is serving it now over here, but raw chicken. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, um, I saw that. Chicken, chicken sashimi. No. Yeah. I would yeah, probably so, only do that if it was Endo Mitsui that was preparing it. Like, I, I wouldn't trust I, it. Yeah, I wouldn't no. trust anybody else. Oh, yeah, he's the only yeah. one that can get away with it in Vegas. And, right. and even then, you know, I'm trying to get some friends to go and they're not, they're not down. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'll down. go with you. I'll go but, with you. Okay. You got Louis. Yeah. But, uh, let's, let's do but, a challenge. And you're going to so, be doing a podcast even if you have Salmonella, Louis. <laughs> right. <I know. laughs> yeah. So uh, this was a local place with a farm basically in the back. Um, they served it Chirashti style. Uh, so you had these long kind of slivers oh. of raw chicken with seaweed and sushi rice and wasabi and all the fixings. And uh, <clears throat> I went with Ayumi at that time, and it took me about 20 minutes to really, like, get myself to eat it. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. she's looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, you have no idea. Like, as an American, this is, like, the wrongest thing you yeah. can fucking eat. Yeah. And... Uh, and after I put up on my food uh, Japan blog, my mom calls me at like 3 a.m. She's like, what are you doing? What are <laughs> you putting in your mouth, son? I know, I know. <laughs> but it was, let me tell you, once I got over it, it was so damn good. Um, mm. I actually went back again. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. It well, speaking crazy. of raw food, because you just gave two raw things. Um, sure. If I was in Japan for years, I would just go flipping sushi nuts. So did yeah. you go sushi crazy? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> So I lived in New York City for 10 years before I moved to Japan. Um, so where sushi was never like a cheap thing to have, it was always a splurge. Mm -hmm. And then to go to like just the local supermarket and where after 9 p.m., like there's a guy with stickers putting half price things on the, all the big sushi boxes and all the single men, including me, are just kind of hovering around like sharks right? waiting to take the sushi. <laughs> so I was literally eating sushi three times a day. I couldn't get over it. Um, wow. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. But it, the sushi culture there is pretty amazing. Of course. Pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's for everyone, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Otoro. Sure. Um, okay. So this is another loaded question for you then, since you have that background of being in Japan for a period of time and having the best sushi in the world because it's from damn Japan, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Japanese restaurant here? Oh, oh man. It's coming. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Oh, Eric, okay. Eric Kim, he does such a great job with like styling and Un curating. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I go, it's a stellar experience. Um, doesn't pull any punches ever. And it's mm -hmm. just, I love the new space, the new bar program, uh, the bar program he has. Um, and then, so I'm going to name a couple others. Uh, Kaiseki Yuzu, incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the new space is unbelievable and the course dinners are, are wild. So Phil, you jumped careers like me, completely different careers. So yep. I believe that I, I love read, that, by the way. <laughs> I believe that I read that in New York, you were in the music industry and that you got sick of, of it. So how do you go? And that's actually like, a, seems like it'd be like a pretty awesome job. So how, why did you leave that? And like, 
do you like this better? Obviously you do, but why do you like it better? What you do now rather than being in the music industry? So, um, I, it was, it was a mix of the music industry and then just living in New York. I was just sick of the winters. Um, and I was sick of paying $500 for to park a car monthly <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I, I went to college as a music major. I played guitar and then mm-hmm. went into music business and then music business just turned into business. And then that just sucked. Yeah. Uh, so I remember uh, like doing a pitch to uh, some record company about JoJo early on before when she was about to start oh, a career in marketing and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, man, like the 18 year old me would fucking hate me right now. This is some bullshit. <laughs> and like, so... So yeah, I, I felt like I was due for a really drastic life change and Japan was definitely that. Um, stole my apartment, I got rid of everything and just, and just moved over there and taught English. So it was the greatest thing I ever did. Since you take pictures all the time with your phone and most of us, that's how we take them nowadays, unless you're Louis Victa and you're a professional food photographer with your <laughs> crazy cameras. Uh, most of us take pictures with our phones. So if you could give you know us casual photography, food photography people, just like one or two tips that you think could just totally change the way they do it. Cause like, I see so many bad lighting photos. I see so many like weird angles and all kinds of things. I'm like, this doesn't even look good. This doesn't want to make me eat it. Like what are some quick tips for them? Sure. So for IG, a couple of quick tips, you definitely always want to shoot uh, vertically um, on the phone instead of horizontally. Those, uh, those generally perform better. Um, on IG. Um, also, I, I would suggest uh, bringing a light, a photo light. Um, a lot of play, a lot of great restaurants, you know, like Momofuku or Partage or something like that, where, where it's just way too dark to take the beautiful food. Um, I would strongly recommend having a light, or if you have an option, take it outside, um, where in kind of like a lightly shaded area, but with good lighting. Um, those would be the big things. Also framing is super important. I see a lot of badly framed photos. Um, so perhaps maybe just shooting a little bit further away and then uh, zoom in um, for the post. And crop later. Yeah. Crop. Yeah. 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 If you're yeah. paying so many, time, uh, zoom out, but not, not as much as um, you, you sacrifice your pixelage. Basically you need to use all your pixels and stuff like that and then make that decision in post. And you Louis, always revert back. And Louis, since you're the professional photographer, give us like one big tip. Fill in me. One big tip? Yeah, one big tip for our social media accounts to make them Whoa. sexier. I know you've got a million, but give well, us like yeah. one big one that you're like, oh man, I wish people would do this. Well, you know what? I love natural light. I love natural light. And that's what we do. Um, we bring in our strobes to mimic that natural light. So... That's that's how you can utilize your best pixelage and best 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 angles, and it's all about like finding the best angle of lighting that'll accentuate whatever's on your plate, basically. Like you don't want you don't want shat, hard hard shadows, so you can't like usually it's usually think of it as a window, like coming in from like a nice window like this. So it's like nice and gentle and filtered. You don't want anything harsh, like somebody shined a flashlight on your plate. No hard shadows like that, because that's going to affect color too. So yeah, be gentle, play with it a little bit. If you want to show texture, kind of just move your light around, you know, 
experiment. <laughs> and that's my, that's my big tip. Just that's experiment. how you're with women too, right? Louis? Yeah. <laughs> right? Be gentle. It's like yeah. making as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just be gentle. You can, you don't want an overblown photo. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a process. It's home. <laughs> <laughs> and at that, we're going to move on to Two Sharp Chefs, show and tell, uh, Mr. Philip Zhang. What do you Ooh, have yes. to share with the class today? So, yeah. it's my photo light. Woohoo! Ah, at yeah. perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, I don't leave home without it. And it's the best thing. The only thing that has really, the only reason why I'm working, doing this full time is is because of this light. Told so, you. Yeah, talk, talk to us sure. about that light too, because I always am looking for stuff. So tell us about this one. Right, so no, it's just a $60 Gigalumi light. Um, I've dropped it several times. It's probably on its last legs. Um, you look really close. There's about seven different sauces inside the vents here. <laughs> and, uh, All and, the mother sauces. <laughs> right, right. And I, I pray it never dies, but it, I feel like it's on its last legs. I've had this one for about three years. And it's super dependable. I like how you can uh, set it from white to orange, which yeah. I never use the orange anyway. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been super helpful for me. And, and it's a, probably the biggest reason why uh, people follow my account is because of like. All right, so Louie, get your timer ready, sweetheart, because we oh, are yeah. moving to On The Fly with Phillips wow. in Las Vegas Phil on okay. Instagram. It is 60 seconds. Timer. Rapid oh, fire gosh. questions. Oh, you my. have to answer them quickly, just like a chef puts entrees up on the pass that quickly. Are you ready, Louie? I am. <laughs> Here we go. And three, two, one. Outside of food, favorite thing to photograph? My dogs. <laughs> Cat or dog person, dogs. but you already answered it. <laughs> <laughs> Best photo filter? Oh, no filter. Ah. Yeah, I edit a little bit in Snapseed later, but I don't have a standard thing. It's different. So. I love you, Phil. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you won't eat? Um, a definite no, 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 but I really have a strong distaste for cilantro. <laughs> oh, to me, it okay. tastes like shaved Irish spring. Like somebody just went, yes. put it down. Okay. So. That's a real thing. That's a real That's thing. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, fave dining partner. Uh, definitely my wife. So, um, outside of that, ooh, I don't know. Actually, no, there's no second. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good answer. Um, best self-care move. Um, I guess I, I, since lockdown started, I've been using uh, Glow, the yoga app, and that's been super oh, helpful. Um, nice. So it's a great way to get a workout in without, me, you know, being around other people. So favorite cuisine? Probably Japanese sushi. Yeah, I can eat sushi every day. Go ahead, Lou. Do we keep a couple more? What's your um, go-to upset stomach remedy when you get too full? Or is there such a thing as too Yeah, full do you have like a perfect pill or something like, like that? Like a, 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 a fill-endorsed fill Tums or something. <laughs> I'm probably just green tea. Oh, I, green tea's I, good, I good. You're so Asian yeah. like us. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Hot green tea. And last thing we're going to ask you to do, Phil, okay. is to sell it. This is the time in the program where chefs sell their food. You can sell your account. You can sell whatever you want. You could sell world peace. What would you like to sell today? Go ahead. Okay. If you want pointers, you can always DM me. A lot of people do, and I'll critique or rip apart your account. Um, 
you want me to. I can do that in Las Vegas, Phil. Um, otherwise, on a more serious note, uh, online bullying is a real thing. Um, and I just, especially with how crazy the world is, I mean, people got to be careful and, and really think about when they're going to make a, a crazy comment because um, it does, uh, to, I mean, it totally affects other people. I mean, I don't even know how some of these uh, lifestylers deal with being out there so much with their face and their body and their style and, and get ripped apart like that. And it's, you know, they think it's just whatever because they say it, but it's not. So. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. That's a be good positive. One. Yes. Be For kind. Sure. Yes. For be sure. kind and be positive. Phil, thank you so much. You can watch this on YouTube. You can listen to this on your favorite podcast app. You were awesome, Phil. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really Thanks appreciate so having you. It was so fun. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.